a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. Welcome, weirdos, to episode number 50 of the History for Weirdos podcast. We are finally here at our 50th episode. And this is such a monumental, big episode. Yeah. I I, I mean, honestly, when we started out, I I didn't think we were going to reach this. Just be completely honest. No, we didn't really have a ton of expectations when we were starting out. So this is a very special milestone to reach. And we're really excited to celebrate our 50th episode with you all by doing our ask us anything so a ton of folks submitted their questions right and i tried to organize them as best i can i also you know a lot of questions were kind of similar either similar duplicative and so that i what i did is i sort of sorted them and put them into categories cool and andrew has seen all of them obviously because he just explained he organized them I am not familiar with most of the questions, maybe just a few, so I'm really going off the seat of my pants. Is that it? The flight of my cuffs? The... <laughs> I, I don't really use either of those terms. Expressions? Expressions? Thank you. Jeez, I can't do words. Oh, I'm winging it. That's it. You're winging it. I'm really winging yeah, it you with know these what? answers. I'm going to wing it, too, because I, I didn't do any research or anything like that. So okay. this is, I'm, I'm absolutely winging this as well. Okay. Let's get started. Okay. Well, the first question is, I mean, and pretty, I mean, not surprising. How did the podcast start? Mm. I kind of remember this. Well, do you want me to answer it? Go for it. Okay. So I used to be in consulting and I'd have to fly every single week. Mm -hmm. Every single week I was away from home, Monday through Thursday. It was the first like two weeks was kind of cool. And after that, it got (laughs) really old really fast. And what year was this? This was back in like 2019. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had a particularly tough week where I was working like, I mean, it was absurd, like 15, 16 hour days. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie just like emailed (laughs) me and she's like, it was just like, she went on this rant and she's like, (laughs) you know how we have these really weird conversations? Why don't we start a podcast? 
Yeah. And let's just record them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the gist of it. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit more to it. But we're just like, okay, let's do it. And then we hired, like, a graphic designer to help us with our logo. Yes. And we – and I just did a bunch of research into, like, how to, like, how do we even create a podcast? What tools do we need? How do we upload it? And we just kind of – we did it. We just announced to everyone one day, we have a podcast. And the rest has been history. Yeah. And then I guess on my end, I can explain that with Andrew being gone – all the time for work. I was in grad school at the time. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like we were really disconnected. Not because we wanted to be, but because like you were always gone. And then when you were home, I was like crying and studying. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in grad school. And I wanted us to have like a nice fun bonding thing. And I, I think I have spoken to someone or someone said something about like, oh, I'm starting a podcast with my best friend. And I remember feeling jealous, and I think jealousy is always a really interesting emotion to follow. And I was like, I want to start a podcast with my best friend, and my best friend happens to be you. Nice. And then I was like, well, we're so different. We are. We're very, very different. Our interests are very different, typically. I was like, but what do we end up talking about? And truly, it was like weird history stuff. We tend to, I'm sure you all have noticed, we tend to be drawn to different topics in history, and we love just going on these long rants together, usually on the weekends over a cup of coffee mm-hmm. about history. And I thought, why not record it and see if anyone else is entertained <laughs> by our by our madness? <laughs> and we're so happy that you guys are. Yeah. Thank you. So next question is, how did Stephanie and I meet? Should I tell this one? You can tell this one, yeah. Hmm. That's a very good question. <laughs> it was not love at first sight. It was definitely not. I Maybe could... for me and not for you. Oh, that's sweet. I could say that. Uh, we met while at undergrad at the University of Southern California, USC. Andrew was just a few weeks away from graduating. Yeah, I was a senior. And I was exiting my junior year of college. And we were set up on a blind date to go to an event with my sorority. And we did not hit it off at first. No. But I did express to Andrew that I I was like, you know, on the date, I was like, I don't think this is working out. I'm not too interested. And he asked why. And I shared my initial impressions of him. And he he felt like that wasn't you thought that wasn't like an accurate representation of who you were. Right. And you're like, I'm going to try better to show you who I am. Will you give me another chance? Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I feel like very quickly after that. And you must have been nervous, and it's so weird dating and being in college. Exactly. And I really liked you, and I think I was trying to, like, act cool. That's but so sweet. But ironically, that was what was screwing me over. <laughs> and me just being a normal goofball. Yes. And being like, I love the ocean. Uh-huh. Literally, we bonded over the ocean. The ocean and German shepherds, like, and, yeah. and nerdy stuff. The more I found out that he was a nerd and he liked, like, Marvel and Star Wars, things like that, the more I fell in love with him. <laughs> And we just very that's we that summer we very quickly fell in love. Yeah, like very quickly, I'd say. Super cheesy, but yeah, definitely a summer love. We've been together <laughs> for eight years now. Yes, eight years married for five years. Yes, it's been chill. I like him. 
Yeah, she's all right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next question is, why did we get Stella? Not like, how did we get Stella? <laughs> like, why? And that's actually, I think, a better version of the question. Because, like, sometimes good... we ask ourselves, why did we get her, too? That's such a like, good question. Don't get us wrong. We love Stella. We like, do. We love her to death. <laughs> but she is a weird, weird dog. And I guess, you know, we this is the History for Weirdos podcast. But, man, you guys don't understand. She is a strange animal. We made her the little mascot of our logo. If you, like, look close, it's Stella, like, winking. Because she, we're like, she's so weird. She has to be the mascot of History for Weirdos. <laughs> yeah. um, she's afraid of, like, everything. She's afraid of rain, fire hydrants, balloons. Um, any sound really terrifies her. Right, like people. People. Not kids, especially little kids. She's actually really likes them. She likes little kids. She hates all other animals on earth. Uh, she's just very peculiar. And we always tell people that. And they're like, oh, I bet she's not that weird until they hang out with her. And she's just very weird. Um, she's almost cat-like, I'd say, in that like... In the worst ways. Yeah, she can be really aloof and socially awkward. <laughs> but not. she's not independent. She's very needy. And she has a lot of separation anxiety. So... Why did we get Stella? That's a really good question. Yeah, I, I don't know how to answer that. We both are dog lovers. We both, yeah, and, and she was really cute. And she was really cute. We, oh, you know what it was? Why? What? Oh, we lied to ourselves and we said we were going to go to the local adoption place. It was like a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we're just going to go and we're going to look at the dogs. We're not going to get any dogs. And then we got Stella, so we lied to ourselves. We weren't planning on getting a dog. We had a very small apartment and a bird, so it's not wise to get a dog in that situation, but we... We did. We did. And because we're ultimate weirdos. Yeah. It wasn't a wise move, and so this question is very poignant. It's a good reflection question yeah, for that, us. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I know, and I particularly just really enjoyed that question because it wasn't how, why. Why? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a good question. But overall, I'd say the answer to why is because we're big animal lovers and big softies. Yep. That's a really good sum summary right there. Mm -hmm. So what time period or time periods do we find the most fascinating? You go first. Well, yeah, for me, I mean, I had a TikTok that was dedicated at first just to ancient Rome. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that one's a little bit more obvious for me. But yep. to be fair, I'm just a really big ancient history guy. So I, mm -hmm. I include classical history in that era. So classical Greece and Rome for sure. But then also ancient Mesopotamian history. I'm like, I cannot get enough of it as well. Yeah. And even Persia as well. Um, you know I mean, a lot about Persia. Yeah. I know a lot about Persia, like especially the Achaemenid um, Persia. Even a little bit about like as much as anyone really can know about like Elamite. So that's like Iranian um, empire before Persia. Well, before the Iran, there was there was an empire from before Persia, <laughs> and it's before that even. So it's <laughs> old school. It's really old school. Yeah. So just a lot of ancient history. What about you, babe? Our answers are going to be so different. <laughs> yeah. I tend to really like i'll go from most recent back i guess mm -hmm. um i really love the study of and for anyone who was alive during this time i'm very sorry but i love the study of classic rock in the 60s <laughs> i took a lot of classic rock classes in college and i just really like that in terms of music um particularly the united states and just 
it's to me it's so fascinating and incredible and then next would probably be i really love the 1920s all around all Mm -hmm. over the world i think it's a really really interesting era to me i think it felt so new and innovative to the people of that time yeah and it's just so antique to us and i think the art and the architecture and again the music i love big band jazz are so beautiful and then i really like some of the weird stuff that comes up um in like victorian era england specifically Mm. there's like it was just such a uh socially conservative almost repressive time but there were these like really weird things that came up from it it's like the cracks the cracks in that i love that so so much um and then i tend to be interested in eras because of specific figures so i'm really interested in all things related to marie antoinette Mm. and her and the court and just France at that time, actually, during the revolution and, and prior, as well as because of the show, I started getting really interested in um, Catherine the Great. I think she's an, a fascinating, fascinating historical figure. Um, and in terms of ancient stuff, for me, it's more, I'm getting really interested in learning a lot more about um, indigenous history to Mexico. As I've mentioned before, my mom's from Mexico, and ever since we did our DNA tests and stuff, and I've learned more about my indigenous heritage, and I've asked, like, my elders and my family and stuff like that, I've actually been really interested in researching the history, uh, specifically for the Purepecha people, which is in the region of Michoacan, Mexico. That's yeah, my answer. That's dope. <laughs> Very you know, Speaking of indigenous, like, one of the most fascinating civilizations, I think, um, comes from South America and present mm-hmm. day, I think it's Peru, if I'm not, if, or Chile. It's, I can't remember exactly which modern day country, but it's called the Norte Chico civilization. And it's, it's like, it's so old. It's like on par with like Sumeria. Yeah. Like it's that old. And they, it was an advanced civilization and that like no one really ever talks about because I mean, to be fair, we know nothing about them. That's so interesting. Yeah, but they were an advanced civilization at the time where, like, multi, multi-building multi complex structures only existed in, like, present day, like, a very, you know, Sumer, like, very small portion of southern Iraq, right? And North of Chico's. That's and that so was it. nuts. That's it. And they're so different in terms of geography. Obviously, right. they did not cross paths to be, like, Do not at all. Yeah. influenced by each other. That's fascinating. Yeah, I love that stuff. Okay, so it, speaking, so we did time period, but mm. one person asked, are there any historical artifacts that we find interesting? Artifacts? Yeah, artifacts. I can oh, go that's, first. Yeah, go, go. That's so such there's a good question. The one I'm just, I've been obsessed with, I think since high school. Uh-huh. Um, it's from ancient Greece, the Hellenistic period. So I think it's second century BC, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's called the Antique kithera mechanism it's Whoa. basically the old world's oldest analog computer what yeah it's it it, it, it it like even today like it boggles the minds of historians and scientists alike like they're like how did they even like create something like this no it's not aliens don't even get me started on that it's totally alien oh. <laughs> um, but it's it's i mean it's fascinating it's it's completely fascinating Wow. I can't even like I, I I think I'm doing a terrible job of ex- describing it because I no my mind's blown. As I don't I'm, like, just even understand like how they made 
they could make something like that. Um, it's it's just nuts. The Greeks were very fascinating because they went from like a pastoral society, mm-hmm. like in front, like in the mid that barely learned how to relearned how to write mm-hmm. in like the mid eighth century BC to Alexander the Great. What like five hundred years later? Not even five hundred years later. Like conquering, you know the entire regions of like Egypt, Mesopotamia, Iran, all the way to present day Afghanistan and Pakistan, like Mm -hmm. nuts. I mean, it's absolutely insane. That's really cool. My answer is very different Uh, again. Yours is very specific and very technical. Mm -hmm. And I actually interpreted that question as more of like a thematic type of artifact. Oh, okay. And so I originally thought I'm always fascinated, super girly, of course, um, when we go to museums and stuff to mm-hmm. see jewelry. Oh, I love jewelry. Right? Yeah. And and I love that like throughout history across the world, jewelry was like such a form of self-expression and mm-hmm. really depicted so much of like what they found, what people found precious and valuable. And it's always been associated with like status. Yeah. And it used to be across the world as well, something that both, men and women wore all the time to adorn themselves. So I think jewelry is really cool and really fascinating. So thematically, that's what I thought of. But I don't have like a specific item like the one that you talked about. Or like, um, like I'm not interested in like a holy grail type of like mysterious thing. Right. I'd say the closest thing, and it's not necessarily an artifact, is we were just talking about it and you just mentioned it uh, a little bit right now, is the Tomb of Alexander. Right. Alexander the Great, the tomb that all of a sudden was lost, as you were explaining to me just the other day. Mm-hmm. To me, that's extremely fascinating, and I could definitely get lost in an internet rabbit hole trying to figure out like what people <laughs> think happened or where it could be or what's going on there. Right, and I just I love in Moon Knight. If yes. you guys haven't seen that show, you guys should absolutely see on it. On Disney Plus. This is a, it's not really a spoiler because it actually doesn't play a big point in the plot whatsoever. But they find the tomb of Alexander the Great and they kind of just are like, oh, that's cool. And then moving on. I'm like, what? Yeah, we were both losing it. Like, oh yeah. my God, oh my God. Like, I thought the show was going to take a shift in that direction. Yeah. But it was like a blip in the, <laughs> yeah. in the plot. I know. So I think that's fascinating. It definitely is. Okay, so... What do we love most about making this podcast? Oh, that's such a sweet question. That's a very sweet question. It's so positive. I mean, framed. honestly, I love it for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, one, I get to hang out with my best friend. That's me. And talk with her. Yeah. And two, we get to talk about history. It's yeah. like, I mean, what what else could there be? I really In like life. that. Yeah. <laughs> In life. I really like that. And I'd say... Um, a very pleasant surprise of something that I really like about the podcast and about making it is when we hear feedback mm. from you all, when we get messages and comments and questions and stuff. I think so many of us really see the internet, the interwebs, the interwebs. as a place of negativity, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And so... At the beginning when we started doing this, I would have guessed if, like, people who were strangers to us were listening, they'd be much meaner. More critical. (laughs) More critical. But gosh, oh my gosh, we've met such nice, interesting, intelligent people, like, really cool humans um, through the podcast. So that's been a really 
unexpected pleasant surprise. Yeah, it, you're right. It really has. Like, you weirdos are awesome. Yes. So nice. So encouraging. Um, they have such interesting, like, feedback and perspectives. Yeah. It's just really cool. I'm very humbled by it to the point where sometimes Andrew will read me, like, a comment or a message or something, and we both get, like, emotional. I know. When you guys say, like, you're binging our episodes, like... Yeah. I don't think there is a higher compliment. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, thank you so much. We're very honored. We're so honored. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I know. It, 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 I have, it, words. <laughs> like, words. Like, I mean, literally, I'm just, like, babbling. You're a podcaster. I'm Get a it podcast. together. I know. Seriously. I know. Speaking of which, I'm, like, so <laughs> behind on answering emails. I'm, like, literally months behind. So I promise. I'll eventually get there, guys. Promise, promise, promise. We will catch up. Yeah. Okay, so how long does it take to produce an episode? Ooh. That one's hard because, like, there's Good multiple question. aspects to it, right? There's, like, the research. Mm-hmm. So if you count, like, on an average episode, let's just say, like, a in an average, like, 35-minute episode, I'd say you have to do at least a few hours of research. Yeah. Plus the recording itself. We usually can do it in, like, one take. We've gotten pretty good at it. Yeah, I'm sure you all have noticed we don't edit very well. Because of all the ums and ahs and awkward pauses. That too. So we just kind of do it. So however long the episode is, is almost exactly how long it took us to record it. I'd say the longest part is research. And then we record and then we do show notes and link anything pertinent. Mm -hmm. And then I typically forget to like post about it on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So then I have to remember um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, I'd say on average, like, I mean, because uh, we have to research and then mm-hmm. write out the, uh-huh. sh- the notes. That's those. That's the most labor intensive, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say like like seven, eight hours. Yeah. Roughly. I would think so. Yeah. So it, it's definitely, you know, it takes some time, but it's probably eight hours. But right. the thing is, like, it's it's worth it because I don't really see it as like work. It's mm-hmm. just something that I just really like doing. Yeah. And if I mean, God, if it, like. Again, it's not work. I don't see it as work. I'd say the most stressful aspect of production for me is if it's my week and the story or the topic that I've picked is really layered Mm. or really important to me for some reason and I want to get it right. So then the research part takes longer. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, I really want to do this justice essentially. Right. And, And I hope that I can. So that's probably the most stressful part because you're right. Everything else doesn't feel like doing work. I know. For me, it's like the people that I really admire and like I really want to do them justice. I remember like Lawrence of Arabia was one. Zenobia, I just just did her the other day. Those Um, are great. Yeah. Like, you know, I just really admire those historical figures. And I'm like, oh, man, I really got to make sure I do this right. Mm -hmm. Especially Zenobia. That one was tough because, again, we're using like – ancient sources right lawrence of arabia like you know that's obviously much more recent yeah um and you know there's just a variety of sources and it's pretty well documented but with like zenobia it's just all over the place and then of course the one like prime um or not primary source yeah primary source yeah Mm -hmm. thank you one primary source is the story augusta which is just a joke um (laughs) so uh, damn it's not a joke okay that's 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 pretty that's that's pretty harsh i wouldn't say it's a joke but it's (laughs) Littered with inaccuracies, so there's that. <laughs> You're such a nerd. I know I am. I am. I mean, it's a history podcast. Of course I'm a nerd. <laughs> so what topics are we planning on covering in the future? 
Really good question. That's a very good question. Do you have any that come to mind right away for you? Um, I'm, you know, I know I typically do a lot of like ancient history stuff, and I will probably yeah. continue to do more of those. But I'm gonna try to focus a little bit more on recent, like 19th, 20th century history topics. Yeah. In just like the near future. Uh, but besides that, I kind of keep it open. And also, a lot of you guys have given us really good recommendations. Yeah, we got to so, go through ca- those. Yeah, so like I, we have like a running list of those, and I think mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a little bit tidier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll probably like, – if you guys want a topic, by the way, please just let us know. And there's – I mean, we've done mm-hmm. – uh, Mike Maud Wagner was a – was a listener suggestion. Yes. And that was actually one of my favorite ones, I think. I agree. I'd say that's something that I'm thinking of more, too, is is looking at what suggestions we've had. Because we essentially both kind of have kept a running list mm-hmm. of people or topics or stories that we want to cover. And I feel like I've made my way through mine, at least. Yeah. Um. There's once I just mentioned that I'm really interested in the kookiness of Victorian England. There's a story that I know from that era that I want to do. Ooh, nice. It's really weird. And then after that, I really want to do more listener suggestions because we've gotten so many good ones. So right. if you have one, please let us know. Yes. Okay. Next question is, what is Stephanie's top secret project? <laughs> oh Remember God. that you mentioned that like a while ago? I think it's time. I think you can you can talk about it, right? I think so. I don't know how much I can talk about it. I think you should t- give them as much as possible. I'll tell them everything. Yeah. Started December 14th, 1992. Oh God. In Venice, California. No. Um, I'm, that's her birthday, by the way, everyone birthday, birthplace. Um, I wrote a book. I've written one book previously. It was a mental health poetry collection. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that before, but I wrote a second book this year, uh, with a publisher and it is not a history book because no one in their right mind would let me write a history book. <laughs> You've all heard how I cannot keep track of dates. Um, it is, as I've mentioned before, uh, my my day job, I moonlight as a podcaster, but during the day, <laughs> I'm a therapist. So this is kind of like a mental health themed workbook. And once that's out and I can talk more about like the topic and the benefits that i hope that the workbook provides will totally link it for you all yeah it'll be accessible pretty much anywhere you get books and i think it's gonna be really cool and helpful yeah i'm really excited (laughs) for it i mean they i remember when she was writing it they were like working her oh my god they gave her really strict deadlines oh yeah that's why we mentioned it because i couldn't keep up with my episodes for a little bit and we had to shorten them and you had to take over yeah exactly yes so it was a season of like grinding Mm -hmm. that part's over right now i'm in the fun part of just kind of they send me layouts and images and stuff and i get to say yeah that looks good to me (laughs) (laughs) that's way better yeah that's way way better so i'm really excited thank you for asking and we'll be i'll be more than happy to share that once it's available it will be available um this year i think this fall so soon excellent i know i can't wait Mm -hmm. i think i'll get a copy Oh, good. I'll sign it for you. (laughs) Excellent. So what is the weirdest history fact that you know? Oh, no. You put me on the spot. I know so many weird ones. I know. I do, too. You know, the ones that, like, that trip me out, though, are, like, anything to do with time. Okay. 
So like, oh yes, you yeah. have good ones. Like so, like you know, and especially with Egypt because Egypt lasted forever, guys. Like <laughs> Egypt was like a thing for like because you have like old, you have like pre-dynastic Egypt, which we know like almost nothing about. It's literally like Neolithic Stone Age, mm-hmm. and then you have like early dynastic um, Egypt and like the old kingdom, right? And then you have like the the first inter like or not not interregnum the first like intermediary period then you have the middle kingdom then you have another intermediary period and then you have the new kingdom right and then you have like you know they got take took it over like a billion times and you have like it, it ends in ptolemaic egypt yeah right and all of that is like 3000 plus years yeah that's a long time um which is insane so it's like cleopatra again is like is closer in time to the iPhone being created than than like she was to like the first pyramids being built or the first pharaoh even like that's so weird right it's that stuff just blows my mind or like but it's also the fact too it's like that you know the roman okay this is really nerdy but like the romans weren't known as like good shipbuilders or anything like that but it's like they their biggest ships were so massive <laughs> oops sorry Wow. (laughs) Their biggest ships were so massive that they were as big as, like, our largest airplanes to this day. They had, like, Nero had ship, or no, it was Caligula. It was one of, it was the Nemi ships. I don't remember which one. I think it was, it was Caligula. He had ships um, that were just, like, in the middle of, like, a teeny little lake. Mm -hmm. Lake Nemi. Um, That sounds like a cute lake. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) there were just, like, massive cruise ships where he'd just have, like, orgies and, like, parties on them. Um, And, like, there was, like, plumbing in the on the ships on the ship yeah this is like first century ad like i'm like it, it, it like heated floors like oh it, yeah it's just nuts guys it's abs and they there was trees like plants like on the ship that like, and they weren't good shipbuilders allegedly allegedly right and i mean to be fair they they didn't have the tradition that like the the um the phoenicians or the greeks did they usually they borrowed like phoenician greek designs and then once they became like you know, masters of Mediterranean, they kind of just like ditched them and they did their own thing. Wow. Yeah. So this, these were long history. Facts I know a really you know. long history. Yeah, I know. I know. So that's, that's pretty nerdy. But then also like, um, <laughs> so yes, going to e- Egypt was weird. I love Egypt. Um, they used there was some there were there was some artifact that they had like I think like. A, dagger or a sword something like that or mm-hmm. a spearhead that they like that some pharaohs used out of space metal literally like oh like at, wakanda like, stuff well like wakanda okay not stuff? like wakanda <laughs> but like but like i mean literally like asteroids would come down and they'd like far like, like take the metal from it and literally create space weapons that's like wakanda yeah um i'd say for me the random ones that come up are like I don't know why this one always comes up for me when I think of weird things in history, but when the United States government wanted to uh, assassinate Fidel Castro, they had like a ton of really stupid ideas (laughs) as to how to do it. And my favorite one is they were like, okay, guys, so he tends to snorkel in like the same spot every week. So why don't we put a bomb inside a, a really pretty seashell like we make it super pretty that he can't help but pick it up because it's so pretty and then when he picks it up it'll explode and he'll die that's a really good one yeah <laughs> man the 50s and 60s cia was wild yes very wild the u.s government has probably some r- really weird things like 
another one that comes to mind that's a weird history fact is during prohibition here mm-hmm. they they like poisoned alcohol yeah they put poison in it because people were still buying it i feel like people drank more during prohibition and they right. got really mad that no one was following the rules so they were literally poisoning their own citizens for drinking They're alcohol. like see like that'll teach you that'll it's like, teach you it's so bad what what <laughs> yep so those are mine <laughs> yeah those are yours yeah oh also that the fact that uh there, there are places. So the Indus Valley Civilization in modern day Pakistan, they had running water, like more access to running water in some parts four thousand years ago than they do today. That's a Ooh. terrifyingly sad fact. That's very sad. Yeah, uh, but it also just goes to show some of the ancient civilizations are so advanced. And then also, the Minoans had, um, like four thousand years ago, had running, uh, they had toilets and flushing toilets. Yeah. So kind of cool. Definitely some uh, lost wisdom there. Yeah. Okay, so weird uh, history facts down. Down. So, babe, what's our origin story? How did we meet? Oh, I guess we kind of already answered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, how did we meet? Okay. Our origin story sounds really badass, though, when you I know, I should have said it. I know. Damn. Our villain origin story is... Oh, there we go. My villain origin story is when I worked for the federal government. <laughs> and that's why I know all of these fun anarchistic facts. Yeah. What's your origin story? Corporate America? Yeah, I think corporate America is my <laughs> villain origin story. Like, the just... Yeah, I don't want to get into it. it it's too. It, He's still in the midst of his villain origin story. Yeah, it's it. it yeah, I don't want to. I don't want. I'm talk already about a full on villain, so I can laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's our favorite episode that we've covered so far? Oh, ooh, ooh, okay. We should say one for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you go first. Okay, okay. My favorite one that you've done. Oh, you've done a lot of really good ones. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so humble, you. I know you just mentioned her, but one that comes to mind because it was just so kooky mm-hmm. was um, Maude Wagner, the tattoo artist. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Um, I also love, let me see. Do you have some really good, oh, Lawrence Arabia was a really good one. Oh, yeah. I love that one. The Great Molasses Flood was another really good one. Damn. Oh, uh, the Secret Band of Thebes. Oh, the Sacred Band of Thebes, yeah. Secret. Did you say secret? Secret. I know, I was like, I don't think you said sacred. No. Thebes, that was such an interesting one because that's something that no one ever talks about. Right, yeah. And, like, I just love that so, so much. So if you haven't listened to those, I highly recommend you go back and listen. You know, I I loved for a while where you had this, like, femme fatale, like, trope going on. (laughs) You did, like, Mary Bell, Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Bathroy... Bathory, mm-hmm. I can I can never say her name right. I think it's both. Both, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go with both, yeah. And like those were like just so. Aw- and you know what's crazy? Those those episodes did really well. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Those were fun. I also did um, much later, but you're right. Similar theme as like Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lizzie Borden. Yeah. So murderous ladies murderous ladies <laughs> i like it yeah i like it that was a good question yeah that was a that was a really good one um okay so what time period would we want to live in oh shit <laughs> that's a really good one because dude i, I like don't very know. very few to none come yeah. to mind 
Because I really like having access to medicine and not super smelly streets and... Um, I mean, studying history has made me realize that, like, this is one of the best times, if not the best time to have lived in, like, ever in human history. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, y- you look at just, like, everyday life in, like, the Bronze Age was just, like, unless you were absurdly wealthy, like, you were basically a king. Mm-hmm. Um, you, li- you lived in absolute poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's I mean, a really good point. So, like... The modern comforts we have today are just incredible. Yes, I agree. And we saw some show. I don't even remember what the show was, but we both always crack up at this joke um, where I think it's three folks, two men, one woman, and they time travel in the show. It's a comedy. And the we saw like a preview for it. And, oh, yeah. And the woman goes, why did you have us time travel back to like the worst time period in history for women? And the guy just looks at her and he's like, so you mean like all of human history? <laughs> So I don't think it would be super fun to travel back. But if I had to, if someone was like, you have to pick a time. I mentioned it before. I would drop me in New York in the 1920s, even though I would look terrible in a flapper dress. I still want to party. I want to go watch Duke Ellington perform live. That's where I'll be. That's a good one. I like that. Because then you can just short stocks in like 1929 and so you could still be rich. Okay, I would need to take you to remind me to do that because I'd be too drunk off champagne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I the 19, like 20s, like the roaring 20s would be probably a top one for me. Also, I'd probably want to do like the like the 80s too just because it's like... Oh my gosh, I you could... probably just offended so many people identifying the 80s as history. But oh, we're '90s yes. babies. Yeah, guys, we were, we're yeah we were born in the '90s. So yeah, I, I apologize <laughs> to you guys because like we weren't alive in the '80s. You would want to be an adult in the '80s. Yeah, I'd probably an adult because then like I'd just be like, oh yeah, I, I kind of know what happens. You yeah, know, that's I'd a really good point. Play the market and then like I'm like, oh yeah, I know. You'd be a Marty McFly. I'll be a Marty McFly. I don't why why Marty McFly? He's in the '80s. He's from the '80s. Back to the Future. Yeah, but I was talking about playing the market. He. Well, that's a whole story. Oh, yeah, he has the book. Oh, yeah, isn't it like sports betting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that too. Wow. Okay. That just proves that you haven't seen the Back to the Future trilogy enough times. We're going to watch it. (laughs) We're going to rewatch it. That's probably true. I probably haven't seen it enough times. It is a classic. I would, that's not, I will not fight you on that one. We both have the same favorite one, though, right? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they go back to the Old West. Oh, that's so cute. Because we're super weird. We're super weird. That'd be. No, that would be terrible. Never mind. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be cool. For, like, a day. Yeah. Or... And I like the freedom of, you know, the Wild West and things yeah. like that, but also how terrifying. Right. Like, ancient Rome, I would love to visit for, like, a day, like, in different, like, be like, I want to see what it looks like in the mid-8th century BC when it's just starting out, right? Mm. I want to see what it's like in Julius Caesar's time, I wanna, or, like, Scipio Africanus, then Julius Caesar, and then, like, the end of Augustus's reign, and then, like, Trajan, right? Mm-hmm. And then Hadrian, right? And you just see it throughout, but I would never want to, like, actually live, live there. Live there, right. Almost, like... You get to be a tourist there for right. like a day or so. Exactly. That I would love that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to order like the fast food. Yeah, that'd be cute. And you yeah. had to stand there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Ro- ancient Romans did literally have fast food. <laughs> okay. So what profession would we be in if we did live in ancient times though? Uh, in ancient Rome, I have already thought about this. If I accidentally travel back in time to ancient Rome because Andrew talks about it so much and the universe, like, pulls us back there, 
I'd be. It's a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. I'd go into the spiritual life and I'd be a Vestal Virgin because no one messed with them. It's true. No one did. The Vestal Virgins uh, took care of the the altar and the flame of Vesta, who was the goddess of the home and the hearth. And emperors even took it very seriously. Yeah. You were not allowed to mess with these ladies. Um, but if the ladies, if the Vestal Virgins messed up, they were punished very severely. I think they buried you alive as punishment. They did. They would bury you alive. So, so I'd have to try to be well behaved, but... That's probably what I would do. What would you do? I They needed, like, accountants and, like, and merchants. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably just go into business. You'd, like, blow their minds. I'd be like, guys, guys, <laughs> let me show you Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm literally a woman living in ancient times, so I have to go hide and be in the safest place possible. Yeah. So, yeah, and it'd be like, guys, yeah, and it's funny because, like, they didn't, they had Roman numerals. They didn't have the Arabic numerals yet. So oh, it's yeah. like, I'd be like, yeah, guys, you don't need all this, like, this crap. It's literally just like, that is. look at look at this. Like, what you, you have for, like, a million little symbols, we literally, that's just 55. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what, I actually don't know Roman numerals super well, but, yeah. That's a really good plan. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so, I think we got the profession down. Now, why did we name Stella Stella? Oh, you named her. I did. Um, And people think it's because of the beer Stella Artois, which I actually do like. I do like that beer, but that's not why we named her that. We named her her Stella after a streetcar named Desire. The, you want to do it or you want me to do it? You do it. Okay. Never mind, I'll do it. You're taking two. (laughs) Stella! That was bad. Okay, hold no, on. No! <clears throat> you're too extra. Stella! You're too extra. Yeah. This is was... in people's earbuds. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry if I just blew out your eardrums. So that's why she got her name. That's why she got her name. Okay, someone asked me this, and I'm like, oh my god, this brought me back to, like, college. What's our opinion on epic rap battles from history? They're really cool. I haven't seen those in so long. That's such a good question. I know. I Guys, I, I was obsessed with these in college. Um, do you remember any really good ones? Uh, there's one with Julius Caesar. Oh, really? Yeah, Julius Caesar versus someone. <laughs> I know it's really good. I don't even remember who who he, who he fought against. I think the first one was like super random. It was like John Lennon versus Bill O'Reilly. Oh, I remember that one because I was yeah. like, I'm like, how did they like? And especially like the very first epic rap battle, like how does how do they even come up with that? I just looked up. Oh, some. Hitler versus Darth Vader. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think that was like a three part one. Mozart versus Skrillex. Oh, oh man, that would be good. That's a really good one. Cleopatra versus Marilyn Monroe. <gasps> that sounds really yeah. interesting. Well, Marilyn Monroe was in real life was actually hot. Cleopatra not. She was just insanely intelligent there you go that solves that one yeah sir isaac newton versus bill nye the science guy yeah this really brought me back we're gonna have to we're gonna, we're gonna binge these later aren't we yeah so thank you to whoever asked that question i really liked those back in the day and i used to love um i think it's called thug notes thug notes yes or it's like cliff notes but this guy like tells them in a really funny way I love Thug Notes. Please check that out if you have not. Oh, and that reminds me. We keep forgetting to recommend this to you all. But I found an incredible YouTube channel for when you are studying, doing work, writing, or you just want some background noise. It's called Beetle the Bardcore. 
and you can listen to medieval hip-hop. Guys, we're not joking. <laughs> you guys will love this. Yeah. Look up Beetle the Bardcore. You're welcome. Yeah. And no, this is not an ad. We literally, <laughs> like, I mean, today, ad. like, I was, I had to do super repetitive stuff at work, and I literally listened to this for an hour and a half, just mm-hmm. straight. Yep. It's really good. It's, think of, like, your 90s, 2000s rap songs, but in, like, 13th century versions. Yep. Yeah, and it's just as awesome as you think it would be. We're going to need to get through these quicker. Yeah. So, one of my fraternity (laughs) brothers from college asked this question. Thank you, Ryan. What would happen, or what would have happened if Al Gore never invented the internet? Literally no idea. (laughs) I feel like a lot of us would have a lot less anxiety. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Al Gore. Thanks, Al Gore, for that anxiety. What do you think would happen? So if Al Gore never <laughs> This is such a layered question too. I love this. I love this question. So okay. Um well the world the world of commerce would be very, very different, I can tell you that. Do you think Blockbuster would still be in existence? I think it would. That's incredible. I'm really upset with Al Gore now. I hate you, Al Gore. <laughs> You, you damn you invented the internet also for you for you guys that don't get this joke it's from like the election in 2000 he famously quipped that he invented the internet and he did everyone roasted him because yeah. he didn't actually so that's an he, excellent question al, it's funny because like al gore ran a campaign of like what not to do because he was like bill clinton was super um uh at the time, he was he had a really high like approval rating, mm-hmm. and Al Gore was the vice president to Bill Clinton. It was he was like a shoe in, like, mm-hmm. and he did everything wrong. He like did saying he invented everything the internet, wrong, yeah, and he still barely lost. I mean, technically, he still won the popular vote, um, but like, I mean, dude, like this guy just tried to lose. Maybe, that maybe sound like a fun job to have. No, I don't. I wouldn't want to be the president. I would try to lose too. Yeah, <laughs> so. Would we travel through a Stargate slash wormhole not knowing what's on the other side? Um, no. Never. Never. Like, that just, terrifies me. That's like, like, what if you just walk into some cosmic horror? Yeah. Like, some Lovecraftian shit. Like, that would... No. Or, my big fear, eternal nothingness. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't do it, guys. Yeah, that, that'd be even worse. That'd be even worse. So no, thank you for that question. That's a really good question. <laughs> we wouldn't if we did know what's on the other side, and it's just like, and we can come back anytime. Then maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, who, what or who first piqued our interest in history? Hmm. I'd say mine's an interesting answer because I think I fell in love with history through my love of books, like f- fiction and literature. And even prior to that, I really, I grew up um, really in love with stories. So yeah. I love a good history story. Uh, my mom had me young. I was an only child for a really long time. And either my mom or my aunts or my abue would just regale me with stories from their lives before me and I just found this so fascinating and I think that's what got me interested in books and people's stories and the way that people could live so differently from me right even people that I was related to could have lived so differently from me I think that fascinated me as a little kid and 
even reading like Charlotte's Web, I remember just thinking like, wow, like kids grow up on farms. I don't know how to explain it. It was just this fascination with how have other people lived? Um, what are their stories? What have they been through? That's always fascinated me. That's crazy. I mean, that's what fascinates me like to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's partly why I love ancient history because it's just like, I mean, it, it, their world, like you go back like 3,000 years, 4,000 years, it's just like, it would be alien to us like their values yeah like the way they lived like what they did on a daily basis even like everything would just be literally like alien it would be it's almost like someone another podcast host described it as like um it literally is like science fiction in a way mm-hmm. but it's not because it's it it's happened real. it was mm-hmm. real um but for me i think the first thing that piqued my interest funny enough was a video game Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You've told me about this. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Age of Empires. Um, like, I was probably like seven years old, and that was actually my first time I was introduced to Rome. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I, I knew nothing outside of the video game itself, but I just remember being like, oh, this is really cool, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, and playing, like, in different civilizations and just learning a little bit about them, at least the military history, I mean. Right, which is... What I think a lot of people first think of when they think of history, right? We learn in school, like, these battles and these revolutions and stuff like that, which interests some people, but not so much others. Um, And it's it's just one aspect of history. Yes, it's good to remember that, that it's just one aspect. What was the name of the video game? Age of Empires. There you go, folks. Look it up. (laughs) Yeah, long time ago, guys. Long time ago. Okay. If Stella could be an empress of any country in any time... Who would she be slash what countries would she conquer? This is probably the most, like, um, creative question I think we got. That's very creative. Okay, so we alluded to this earlier, but we didn't really directly say it. Stella has, you know, some good qualities, but I would say, like, intelligence isn't one of them. Right. She's not the smartest doggy. She's not the no, brightest. No, she's not. Bulb in the tanning bed, if you know what I mean. Um, so she could be an empress of any country at any time. That country is screwed. Yeah. If she's their empress, and they probably wouldn't conquer much. No, they would. They would definitely like starve to death. Yeah, she'd be pretty she selfish. Would, she would be super selfish, and she would mismanage it, and she'd probably get <laughs> she'd overthrown. She'd mismanage and get overthrown. She'd be beheaded. She'd probably yeah. Best case scenario, she's deposed. And exiled. And exiled. But Uh worst case scenario, she's definitely, like, decapitated or something. Yeah. So she might be, like, a really fun combination of, like, Commodus and Nero. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely, like, a Caligula, Commodus, Nero type. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... So maybe it would be... She'd be an Empress of Rome, but, like... But not do well. Not do well, yeah. I mean, I know Rome was a highly patriarchal society, but just throwing that away for a second. Because she's a dog, she's too. She's a dog. <laughs> yeah, too. So we could throw away. Yeah, I know. I'm like, wait, but I know Rome's super patriarchal, but like, she's, she's a freaking also dog. A dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? And then one? I think she would just, oh. she wouldn't conquer. You're still going. Yeah, I'm still going. But her legions would conquer. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Probably Germania. Anyways, wait, last question that we have. And this is also a fun one. What do we think came first, bread or beer? Oh. 
Right? That's a really interesting question. Because also, guys, mm. beer used to be like a, like, you could get all your calories and your minerals. It was like minerals. breakfast. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. a breakfast. Yeah, lots of people. Get a little buzz, too. Yeah, lots of people all over the world ate it because it has lots of nutrients. Like, it like kind of ate, drank it almost. Yeah, because it was really it was like, thick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had chunks in it. Yep. So that sounds tasty. I feel like it's bread. Like, someone was making bread and they messed up. And they made beer. And they were like, wait, this kind of makes me feel good. <laughs> so I want to have this now. What do you think? That's a really... Honestly, I, ha- like, I have zero idea. Um, I-, I almost have to flip a coin. I- I- let's go with that. Yeah, because that's what I would do. I'd, m- I'd mess up making the bread. Like trying to make a cute sourdough or something. And then I'd be like, I guess I'll taste it. Just see what this is like. And then you're buzzed and you're like, I like it. Right. I like it even more. <laughs> I know. I love that question. I was so creative. I'm like, okay. Some of these questions were amazing. Yeah. All of them were amazing. I mean, all of these questions were amazing. Guys, thank you so much. That was so much fun. Yes. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed it as well, listening to us ramble. Yes, exactly. Like always. Like always. <laughs> like always. <laughs> well, weirdos, that's it for our 50th special episode, our AUA. Oh, and we have something to share with you all. Yes. Uh. This coming weekend, we will be on a trip to Rome, Italy. So that's also probably why Rome was on our minds today. That's true. So we will be taking a little summer break from the podcast. We'll be taking a three-week break. Yes. We will return with a new episode on... Let's check the date. We're going to check the date, guys. Just We're gonna... so we get it right for you all. Yeah, exactly. So... come <laughs> The 25th, I believe. Yeah, July 25th, we think. So, yeah, I guess We're really it's a, organized. Yeah, it's a f- technically a four-week break, actually. Oh, scratch that. We're taking a four-week break. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back with a brand new episode on July 25th. We also hope, moving forward, to have some guests on the show to share their expertise in history as well, or their mm-hmm. areas of interest, at the very least, if not expertise, because we're not experts here. Um, but we just wanted to announce that and... Please, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram because since we won't be uploading new episodes for a little bit, we're going to be posting lots of stories and reels and stuff on Instagram to share this really cool trip with you all. Exactly. we want you all to see the cool things that we're seeing. Yeah. And as always, you can always email us at historyforweirdos at gmail.com as well. Well, I guess, weirdos, that is it for the today. Thank you so much, weirdos, and we will be back in just a few short weeks with more weirdness for you all. Yes. Adios. Yeah. You know it's recording, right? No. (laughs) 